and welcome to Property Australia's favourite obsession. My name's Jeremy Cownan and today I will continue to reveal my formula for real estate profits. Now I get this approach might be a little bit different to most, but if you can understand my formula, then you'll not only be able to quickly assess different investment opportunities, but you'll understand why property must continue to go higher and higher. You'll be able to take action without hesitation or fear. See, property is a fantastic asset class. Not only does it have to go up over time, but every human needs access to it. Like air, water, everybody needs access to land. And my formula for real estate profits is based upon the concept of the effortless advantage and the five drivers. So the drivers being infrastructure, technology, government-granted licenses, credit, and today we will focus on population. Remember that it's these drivers that facilitate the increase in human productivity. You'll find that typically these drivers will be intertwined because you can't have one without the other. So even though throughout this series we'll separate them, in life they actually occur together. Put simply, the more productive we are, the more profitable we are. And the more profitable we are, the more money we will have to bid up the price of real estate in the most desirable locations. So let's focus on population as a driver of real estate prices. Now, population is often cited as a major driver of real estate prices, and it makes sense. As population grows, it will increase the demand for housing, hence driving the prices higher. And while this is correct, that a growing population will increase demand for housing, a growing population does much more than just that. What other effect on real estate could a growing population have, you might ask? Maybe a better question would be, could a growing population have an effect on the effortless advantage? And the answer is absolutely yes. See, the reason for this is that the labour of 10 people will produce much more than 10 times the labour of one person. So as the population increases, the efficiency of each person increases due to growing economies of scale. Now, Wikipedia defines economies of scales as the cost advantage that an enterprise obtains due to their scale of operation, with the cost per unit of output decreasing, which causes scale increasing. And what this means is that a business can produce more widgets for less cost. Typically, this is achieved by amortizing or spreading the fixed costs out, like the costs of rent or machinery, over the production of more units, thus allowing the business to produce more and more widgets for less. In the case of economies of scale being achieved by population growth, this is simply due to the fact that the output of the whole is greater than the output of the individual efforts. A growing population makes it possible to multiply man's productive power of labour. More wealth can be produced with the same effort due to the increased productivity of labour that works together. See, as communities cooperate and goods and services are exchanged, the larger the population, the greater the capacity to produce wealth. So as this increased productivity within an economy occurs, it will manifest via the effortless advantage into higher property prices. Remember, increased productivity equals increased profitability. And increased profitability provides society with more wealth, which will be used to bid up the price of real estate in the best locations. 
a growing population that organizes itself in the most productive manner will continue to produce increased levels of economic wealth. And as humans, we are wired to cooperate, to organize our communities for the better good. And in this process, we will ensure that we continue to drive the value of real estate continually higher. So to illustrate this point, I'd like to tell you a story. And it's the story of a family who've been exploring new unsettled lands, looking for a new place to call home. And they stumble across the perfect countryside. Rich green fields, plentiful fruits, a clear stream full of fish meanders through these virgin, unsettled lands that only a few wild animals call home. And the land looks the same as far as the eye can see, rich and fertile. So the family decides to call this home. But despite the land being plentiful and the soil rich, life is still hard for the family as they only have their own labour to survive. All work must be undertaken by the family or it doesn't get done. So despite living in abundance, the family is poor, tired and overworked. Remember, it's only the family, so they've got to be a jack of all trades. A carpenter, a builder, a blacksmith, a fisherman, a gatherer of all the seasonal fruits. They must chop wood for fire, cart water from the stream. They must provide medical assistance should a family member become injured or sick. There's no general store, no facilities or specialist labour that they can call upon for help. Should something break or they need further supplies, then one of the family members will have to take the long journey to the nearest town. This removes not only the labour of one family member, but also the horse they travel upon for the duration of the journey. This means that supplies must be bought in bulk to reduce the need for continuous travel to replenish supplies. Life remains hard and the family poor, despite the natural fertility of the land. Soon word gets out of the plentiful lands that our family lives on, and other families start to arrive, eager to join the family, and a community is born. Immediately, life improves for our family, because the impossible starts to become possible with the increase of labour. See, together the community, they fell and mill plentiful timber for the construction of houses and a community hall that serves as a place to gather and socialise. This was a job that was simply too large for one family, but the labour of many makes it possible. Soon the families pool their resources and commission a teacher to educate their children, something that a single family simply could not afford. And as there's numerous families within the community, someone is regularly travelling for supplies, so it becomes significantly easier to acquire materials, goods or other necessities from the nearest town. As the community continues to grow, it attracts a businessman who opens up a general store, eradicating most of the need to travel to the nearest town. In addition, a butcher store now allows the community to eat fresh meat, a blacksmith is available to fix and repair broken tools, and a doctor is on call for medical support. The growing population of the town continually drives increases in productivity, which in turn result in increased wealth for the economy. And soon our small community is a bustling town in its own right, becoming the centre of commerce and exchange for the entire district. As the population expands, individuals continue to specialise in the goods and services that they provide. And this growing specialist labour will continue 
to produce increased productivity gains and amplify the wealth of the economy. Now think about this story. Think about what I've just explained. Because it's this concept that explains why. Why it is that the most desirable and hence most expensive or valuable lands in the world are in those with the densest populations. It's not the land with the greenest pasture or the land that grows the most produce. It's the cities with the greatest populations. Populations that specialise. Populations that are organised in the most efficient structure. See, humans have an insatiable appetite for improvement, which will bring about increased efficiency. As a species, we will seek to organise ourselves in the most efficient manner, driving productivity higher and higher. Society will drive productivity gains, all of which must manifest back into higher real estate prices, and the profit from any such activity gains will be used to bid against each other in order to acquire the most desirable locations, hence ensuring that real estate is priced as high as society can afford. When we ask the question, can real estate prices continue to go higher and higher? The answer is yes. If a growing population continues to create increased productivity gains through being organised in the most efficient structure while continued specialisation occurs, then all of this will ensure continued increase in human productivity, which will of course manifest into higher land prices. As humans, we're wired that way, to continually strive for advancement. We always want to try and create more or better with less, less effort, less cost, less inputs, consistently striving for increased productivity. And although in this episode I've concentrated on the positive effect that a growing population can have on the economic environment of a city, the same can happen in reverse. Where a population exits a city for a particular reason, that effect can be horrendous on the economy. In fact, I can think of many old ghost mining towns that as the ore ran out, so did the population. And that population exodus, in many cases, turned a once thriving town with a desirable and hence expensive property market into nothing but empty buildings and broken, dilapidated infrastructure. It's always important to think about the drivers in the context of the time, as another important influence population can have on property prices is how the community or population behave. See, just because a population is growing doesn't mean that all sectors of the economy will be affected equally. What I mean by this is let's say it's fashionable now to wear high street sneakers. Then this is going to have a negative impact on more traditional styles of shoes, which will in turn, of course, affect the profitability of stores selling these different fashion lines, some positively for those high street sneakers and negatively for those traditional styles. Another example is, let's say the community behaviour favours going to the movies and watching films. Then this could have the negative effect on live theatre. And again, this behaviour will have an effect on the profitability of these different entertainment precincts. Today's beloved cafe culture will influence the desirability of different locations. Locations in proximity to the trendy cafe culture will of course be in higher demand than those locations without such amenities. Real estate, like fashion, can become more or less desirable depending on the mood of society. And often infrastructure and rezoning by governments can be the catalyst for changing the population's appetite for different locations. 
Understanding population and the role it plays in driving property prices is crucial to understanding why my formula for real estate profits will continue to work. Like all our drivers, population can work in a positive or a negative way. Remember, when it comes to labour, 10 people will produce much more than 10 times the labour of one. And this is because the output of the whole is greater than the output of the individual efforts. So as a society, as we continue to grow and continue to organise ourselves in the most efficient manner and specialise in our endeavours, we will become more productive and the economy will grow. And this improved economic productivity will result in increased wealth, which will continue to be used to bid up the prices of real estate in the most desirable locations. A growing population will more than just add to the demand side of those who want a home. A growing population will also naturally increase the productivity of an economy. And this is why population, as one of our five drivers, plays such an important role in my formula for real estate profits. At the core of this concept is the effortless advantage, which tells us that all productivity gains will end up driving real estate prices higher. And population drives productivity. Let's wrap it up there. Now, of course, I'll be back next week with the next instalment of my formula for real estate profits, where we will consider the role of technology as a driver of property prices, because technology has a huge impact on property prices, but it's rarely considered as to how it drives property prices higher and higher. Now, I hope you've enjoyed this part three of our mini series, My Formula for Real Estate Profits. Today, of course, was all about population. If you've got any feedback, then please DM me on our Facebook or Insta page. Just search PAFO Pod. So that's, of course, PAFO, the acronym for property, Australia's favourite obsession. So P-A-F-O Pod. Don't forget to like, subscribe, or leave us a rating or review for property, Australia's favourite obsession. My name's Jeremy Counter, and I've been your host. So until next time, let's keep obsessing about property. Any opinions or recommendations expressed should be considered general in nature, as they do not consider your personal objectives or financial circumstances. You should therefore consider these matters yourself before deciding whether the advice is appropriate to you and if you should act upon it. Should advice be sought, please seek an appropriately qualified advisor. Investing may not be appropriate for everyone, as there is inherent risk and the possibility of loss when investing in financial assets, just as there is the possibility of profits. While useful for identifying patterns, History and past performance do not guarantee future performance. Calvin Flack has a commercial relationship with guests appearing on this production.